0: The national institutes of health in bethesda maryland this is all about grants hello and welcome to another virtual edition of nih's all about grants podcast i'm your host david kosub with the nih's office of extramural research And today we have a very important topic for those who are interested in seeking funding from NIH to support your conferences, and that is the uh, development of safety plans as part of your application. Uh, This goes alongside some other related um, parts of your application, including the diversity plan that are also required as part of an application. And um, today I'm glad to say that we have two guests from the Office of Extramural Research uh, to discuss this topic. First, we have Dr. Liza Bundesen. She's the Deputy Director for the Office of Extramural Research. And we also have Dr. Paula Goodwin. Uh, She is a program administration officer for the NIH, um, and I welcome you both to the show. So we will jump right in. Um, Maybe, Liza, you can take this first one. Why are we even requiring safety plans as part of conference apps?
1: Thanks, David. So this is part of a larger coordinated effort at NIH to promote safe and inclusive environments in the context of NIH-funded work. In 2019, the NIH Advisory Committee to the Director issued a report called Changing the Culture to End Sexual Harassment with a series of recommendations to NIH, one of which was that NIH-supported conference organizers should establish codes of conduct. And so, unfortunately, we know that professional misconduct, including harassment, bullying, and discrimination can occur at scientific meetings and conferences, and there can be power imbalances among attendees, and individuals may not be aware of the conference's code of conduct. So, furthermore, at conferences, the targets of harassment don't have access to the same resources that they would have at their home institution. And given that the harassment may involve someone who's not from the target's home institution, the reporting channels may not be clear. And harassment can negatively affect the ability of attendees to participate in the conference, and they may lose valuable learning opportunities, networking opportunities, and just the ability to exchange scientific ideas with their colleagues. And so to address these concerns moving forward, all NIH conference grant applicants must submit a pre-award plan to promote safe environments or what we call a safety plan. And the organizers are required to describe their strategies to communicate safety plans to the attendees and describe how they will document allegations and resulting actions. Now, having a safety plan in place prior to the conference event is a proactive strategy meant to convey to all attendees a commitment to fostering a safe environment and to alert potential violators that inappropriate behaviors won't be tolerated. Now, this has always been an expectation um, per the NIH grants policy statement that NIH-supported conferences have safe and inclusive environments, but now we're just asking grantees to show us the written plan.
0: Great. Thanks for that. Actually, to kind of build on one of the the point you made, can you talk a little bit more, and maybe Paula can join as well, about kind of what are the kind of elements in these safety plans?
1: Sure. Uh, So the basic elements are a statement of commitment to provide a safe environment, expectations of behavior, including a list of behaviors that are considered harassing, instructions on how to confidentially report alleged violations of the expectations of behavior to the conference organizers, and a description of how the organizers will assess the allegations and the consequences for those who are found to violate the expectations of behavior.
2: And so in addition to that, we also want to make sure that these safety plans include our other communication channels and how to report allegations. So we have, uh, they should have information about the HHS Office of Civil Rights, as well as NIH's own portal for reporting grantee harassment. So we want to make sure that they both include, our all safety plans include those instruction and that information also.
0: All right, great. Thank you for that. Are there any strategies or other considerations that you can provide for our applicants as they're thinking about putting these applications
2: together? Sure. So I'd like to say in addition to the plan that you will submit to us, the plan that will be shared with conference attendees, we're also asking you applicants to share with NIH the strategies to communicate the plan because the plan is only effective If people know that it exists, they know how to report, and if potential violators know the consequences of violating those expectations of behavior. So we're asking that you provide us with strategies of communication, as well as any other strategies that you're going to employ at the conference to help ensure safety of all attendees. So when we think about strategies to communicate, we really want applicants to move beyond sort of a a checkbox. When you register, there's the plan and you just check that, acknowledge that you've actually seen or read the plan. We really want to think about really creative ways to make sure that Everyone who's attending the conference is well aware of the safety plan. So some strategies or examples uh, that we came across in the literature are people um, having it as part of the opening plenary session where they actually go over expectations for behavior where they communicate you know how you can report there are also uh, folks who may be volunteers to you know identify themselves with special badges as folks that they could contact and report allegations to So we really want people to think really hard about how to make sure that everyone who attends the conference knows of the safety plans, knows how to report, and know that that is available at the conference. So really to choose very active and strategic ways of doing
0: so. So when someone is thinking hard about these uh, safety plans, as as you said, um, you know, like, what does it actually look like? Like on the ground, what does it look like as part of my application? What exactly am I putting together?
2: Yes, yeah, so what applicants should think about when they're drafting a safety plan is the intended audience. And the audience is the conference attendees. So you want a plan that's concise, um, that's very clear so that if one is a target of harassment, that they know exactly where to report, how to report, that it's confidential, people clearly understand what is the expectations of behavior. So when you're writing that, you wanna think about, you know, we we often get the question of how long should it be? It should be long enough to convey the information, but concise enough that people can easily uptake the information and aware of what's in the strategy. So those are things that you should be thinking about. intended audience. It's not NIH but it's actually the conference attendees that you're writing the safety plan for.
0: Uh, thank you for that and, and unlike a diversity plan for conferences these aren't required when someone puts the, or submits their application They're required just as part of just-in-time materials and So I guess the kind of the question is like how much thought should I be putting into these safety plans, you know, from the outset, um, as opposed to thinking about it, maybe if I'm going to be notified that I might be getting an award so just in time.
2: So as Liza indicated, safety plans or the expectation that you provide a safe and inclusive environment has been a longstanding expectation of conference grantees. So it's actually part of the grants policy statement and our civil rights laws that you are required to maintain safe and inclusive environments. So what we're requiring now is that you show us the plan. So just as you've been you know, developing your proposals for conferences in the past, you should think about how are we going to make sure that we ins- assure safety and inclusiveness at these conferences. So this should be in your mind as you're preparing the application, thinking about what resources may be needed in order for you to ensure safety. So uh, the answer to that direct question is yes, it should be considered. And like uh, Liza said, we're only asking now that before funding is awarded that you actually show us that plan and communicate your strategies to us prior to getting the award. But you should always think about that at the beginning in how to ensure safety and inclusiveness.
0: Great, thanks for that, Paula. Um, and before we close, I'd love to bring Liza back into this conversation as well, and, and actually address this question to both of y'all. Any, any final thoughts, any last minute things that we haven't touched on that you feel are critically important um, to, for you know our community to know about safety plans for conferences?
1: Well, I think we just want to reiterate that, that fostering safe, respectful, and inclusive environments is very important to NIH. And we take concerns about harassment extremely seriously and we'll continue to work with the extramural community on this effort, as well as on other initiatives to end the culture of harassment research.
2: Yes, and i just like to reiterate that, you know, this is part of the process to change the culture. So this plays a role in that we have clear expectations at our NIH-funded conferences about what the behavior should be, and that we are able to take some action to help ensure the safety of all so that all can participate in the NIH-funded conference. So we think that this is a large step in getting to the point of changing the culture so that we end sexual harassment and other forms of harassment.
0: Great. Totally agree. Thank you very much, for the uh, Liza and Paula, for telling us more about safety plans as part of an application. For those interested, please do check out the R13 and U13 uh, page on our NIH grant site to learn more about conferences. There's a wealth of information, including uh, frequently asked questions and, and much more for, for those who are interested. Again, this has been David Cossab with NIH's All About Grants. Thank you.